0: Well, this is the second and last time that we hear about John the Baptist this year. We heard about him last week, and then now he appears again at a time when Jesus' disciples have returned from being sent out two by two to um, uh, heal the sick and and uh, do away with spirits and. Spread the words of God to the people in the countryside. The disciples have come back. Jesus has had a little debriefing with them. And then now here appear a group of people who identify themselves as disciples of John. Because John is in jail. Now why is John in jail? Because he called all those people... Brood of vipers last week? No, it's totally different, and we we're not told about that very often. And that is the, this the reason why is that Herod Antipas, the governor of Galilee, traveled to Rome to see his brother and sister-in-law, and decided to seduce his sister-in-law. So he came back to Galilee, disposed of his wife, and brought in his now. Uh, no longer sister-in-law but wife do you think John stayed quiet about that Nope. he went publicly and loudly against what the governor had done therefore the governor decided to give him a nice dungeon in the fortress of Macarius near the Dead Sea and there he is Now his disciples are very concerned as Jesus' disciples become concerned later on in some of the other readings, it's like, okay, we've been doing this for a period of time, what's what's gonna happen? You're in jail now, you're about to be killed. So John says, go and ask the Messiah. Now that's Matthew's way of letting us know how John felt about Jesus. That's a, that's a, uh, A title that's a little bit stronger than the son of man or some of the other ones that we've hear about So go and ask Who is he now? He had to be sure of who Jesus was Was he the one that was to come? That was a term that was used for the Messiah the one who is to come or Would we? Re-establish the Davidic kingdom without you? Do we need to wait for another one? Now, needing to be sure what Jesus was doing, who he was before he dies, this may be a kind of an impatient question. So John sends his disciples to Jesus with the question, are you the one who is to come or shall we wait for another one? When Jesus does not act the way that John expects him to ask act there is a question in John's mind so was it a question of impatience by a condemned man or was it a question about I don't understand what you're doing if you are Messiah then when are you going to blast your enemies when is the day of God's destruction coming was Jesus showing behaviors that matched John's expectation of the Messiah things such as wrath and death and destruction nope Jesus was not doing that and as always Jesus answers with a great amount of confidence go back and tell John what I'm doing tell him what is happening in other words, don't go and tell him what you hear that I am saying, or what you hear that I am doing. come and look and see what is going on. It was a test of deeds for Jesus. And today, Jesus says to us, "Look, look what I can do for you, because see what I've been done I have done for others. And then to John, specifically, Jesus sends a warning. And this warning, the uh, Thursday morning class had a little bit of a difficulty dealing with because it just comes out of nowhere. Jesus says to John, blessed is he who takes no offense at me. In other words, John, you're not seeing the whole picture What I'm doing now fits with God's plan, not with your plan. And how often do we feel that Jesus is not running the world the way we would? Maybe you and I talked about that. If he only sat down with us and we told him what he needed to do, the world would be much better. But God chooses to not involve us in any of that stuff so Jesus says John I'm not doing the things you expect me to do take no offense at this because John you only have one half of the truth John preached divine holiness based on divine destruction and Jesus preached divine holiness based on divine love And John had not seen the full spectrum and the full power of God's love okay so he's done with the disciples the disciples are going now but then he turns to the crowd and this is the crowd that had come to listen to Jesus and the disciples debrief about their ministry and he continues to teach them what did you come out to see in the river a reed and shaken in the wind. How often do we are driving or walking or whatever, and the wind is blowing here, as it does quite often throughout the year, and we see leaves or tree branches or something swaying in the wind, and we just accept it. That's just the way it is. A reed shaken in the wind was a a kind of proverb for the commonest of sights at that time that Jesus was around the earth. So did you come to see something common? Did you come see a reed swaying in the wind like somebody that is a wishy-washy prophet? That is being swayed by the wind like a pendulum goes this way and the pendulum goes that way. Or perhaps you came to see somebody dressed in real fancy robes. Someone that uh, belongs in the king's court as a courtier. Or perhaps, just perhaps, you came to see a prophet. And Jesus answered his own question, yes, that's what you came out to see you came out to see someone that was prophesying because there'd been no prophecy since daniel and now this character that looks the way he looks acts the way he acts is bringing god's message of truth on his lips and john will not hold back John had the courage to deliver the message no matter what. That's why he's in jail. And on top of that, John was nothing more, nothing less than God's herald. He brought the good news. He had the task of uh, pointing people to a greatness that he would never see. That's what I call the half-truth that John had. John never saw Jesus on the cross John never saw Jesus forgive the people who were killing him out of his love John never came across the unimaginable power of God's love he did not know about that and he did not know for he died shortly after this particular portion of the Gospel of Matthew but you and I are different you and I are different. You thought you were going to get away with it. You no, know? no, 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 no. no. You and I are different. Because we have heard about the power of God's love. We have read about the power of God's love. And sometime during our lives, we either have or will experience the power of God's love. You and I have the rest of the story. And because of that, our responsibilities rise if you know the rest of the story who's hearing it from you for whom are you being God's herald you can't keep it inside it is not a secret you may try to keep it a secret but somebody is going to look at you one day and say I don't know what it is about you but I want some of that And what they're asking about is they see God in you and it is the time to speak God needed John he needed his signpost back then and he needs him now and that's where you and I come in we are his signpost because we know the rest of the story like I said and we have been ordained by our baptism to do that to maintain contact and community with each other to hear the Word of God to study the Word of God, and then to go ahead and use it to change the world. Nothing more and nothing less. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.